episode 21 of Better. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a great day today. Y'all, I don't know what it is, but today I just woke up excited. (laughs) I just woke up with this expectancy that something great is about to take place. I don't know why. It reminds me of the great evangelist Oral Roberts, who's now in heaven. He used to have a sign on his desk that said this, something good is going to happen to you today. I love that. And you know what? I believe that. I think it's important that we live our lives with expectancy, that we live our lives in a way that we're always looking for the good and not the bad. We're looking for the great and not the just so-so. We're looking to have an amazing day, to have an amazing future, kind of like the one that God has promised us. You know, so many of us are waiting for things. We're waiting for something to change, waiting for something to get better, waiting for a miracle in our life. And I've discovered this. When waiting for something, there's two different kinds of people. One is a passive person. A passive person hopes something good will happen and is willing to sit around a little bit, a little while, and see if it happens. And after a short time, he gives up because he said, you know what, I've waited and I've waited and nothing's happened. The passive person has a lot of wishbone, but not much backbone. The other type of person, I think it's the kind of person we want to be. It's the expectant person. On the other hand, the expectant person is hopeful, believing the answer is just around the corner, due to arrive at any minute. Their belief is not a passive thing. Their heart's full of hope, expecting the problem to be solved at any moment. They wake up every morning expecting to find their answer. They may wait and wait and wait and then wait a little bit more until suddenly what they've been waiting for actually happens. Let me ask you something today. What are you expecting every single day? What are the eyes of your faith looking to see? Where's your hoper at? Woodrow T. Wilson said this, All things come to him who waits, provided he knows what he's waiting for. Okay, now that I've said that, let me ask you it this way. What are you waiting for? Would you like to see a miracle in your life? Would you like to see your current situation different than it is right now? In other words, where's your faith right now? Let me tell you or remind you of a good story. If you've been to church any time, any period of time, you probably know this story. It's the story of the prodigal son. And I just love, love, love this story. Um, I think I love it because of the father. And just what he did for this prodigal son. So if you if you don't know the story, go sometime and look in Luke 15. It tells us that the son took his inheritance and went out into the world. We'll just call it the world. And he kind of spent all of his money. And then a famine came into the country. And he found himself without any money. And, and he went and he got hired to feed the pigs. And... Verse 16 of that passage says this, He longed, this prodigal son, longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. Ew. But no one gave him anything. And the scripture goes on to say that the prodigal came to his senses and he said, You know what? Even my father's hired help eats better than this. And I'm just going to go back to him and say, I don't deserve to be your son, but can you hire me as one of your servants? Ah, And this is the good part. The scripture says this, but while he, the prodigal son, was still a long way off, his father saw him 
and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and he kissed him. And then the son tried to say, Father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. And the father said, you know what? Kill the fatted calf. Bring the best robe. Bring sandals. Bring a ring and put it on him because my son that was lost, now he is found. And the scripture says how they had a huge celebration. Oh, I just love that because it shows me that that father, he was an expectant person. See, his son was gone, and I'm sure his heart was so saddened. He was filled with worry, not knowing if his son was alive or if he was dead. You might be in that position right now. You might be worried about a child or a family member, and you just don't know. Look what this father did. I the, the scripture doesn't say this, but I can just kind of read into this. And my imagination says this. If he was looking that day for that prodigal son, I bet every single morning, every single afternoon, every single night, he looked out with eyes of faith, hoping and believing he would see his son coming home. Oh, man, that just does so much for me because that shows how much that father cared, how much that he was concerned about his son. He was expectant. It might have been years. It might have been a long time, but every day he looked with eyes of faith. He looked out his front door into the pasture, into the country. I'm sure everywhere he went, he was looking for his son. And guess what? That day came to pass when his miracle came. And he embraced him, and they had a huge celebration. When I read that, folks, it encourages me with what I'm believing God for, that April, no matter how bad things might be around you, no matter what's going on in your life right now, the scripture says this, if God said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, it will come to pass. You know, I guess today, I just want to encourage your faith. I want to encourage you to get your hopes back up. I want to encourage you to be an expectant person, not a passive person just waiting for a little while or a few days or a few months and give up. No, I want you to wait with expectancy. I want you to get those hopes back up in your life. I want you with your spiritual eyes to look every single day for your miracle. Now, I'm going to transition and tell you this. I am not a gardener. (laughs) I'm going somewhere with this, (laughs) y'all. I'm not a gardener at all. Y'all, my mom could do plants galore. I cannot do them. Uh, The story goes like this. If you want your plant dead, give it to me. I mean, y'all, some reason I just kill them. It's a miracle I have kept five kids alive. But there's a process in gardening called pruning. And I know most of you know what this is, but I really had to look it up. I had an idea, and one one reason for pruning is to remove dead, damaged, and diseased branches to prevent insect and decay organisms from entering the tree. Okay, I can figure that one out. But listen to this next one. The second reason for pruning is this, to remove co-dominant leaders. A co-dominant leader are two branches growing near the top of a tree that grow straight up and become equally dominant. Cutting off one allows the other branch to grow and become the dominant branch. Oh, man, you probably know where I'm going with this. See, what I've discovered is that in different times of our life, it requires spiritual pruning of ourselves. See, because every next level of our life will require a different us. I say this many times in these episodes. Every next level will require a different you. See, 
sometimes we need to be cut back a little bit. Maybe there needs to be a little less us and a little more God. Maybe God wants to take some of us out of the driver's seat because we shouldn't be there in the first place. The scripture, John 15, 2, says this, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Oh my goodness, it's in the Bible. (laughs) So that it will bear even more fruit. It will be even more fruitful. See, God wants us to bear more fruit. His fruit. That scripture also says in Psalms, He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its seasons, and its leaf does not wither. In all that He does, He prospers. Now, I know I'm talking about expecting, but I want you. I want to talk to you about being fruitful while you are in that season of waiting, while you are believing God for that miracle. Being fruitful means this, being grateful for what you have. Not concentrating on what you don't yet have, but being fruitful is being grateful. God, I thank you for what I have today. Being fruitful is talking about the possibilities and not dwelling on the problems. Being fruitful is helping someone else out in their time of need, in their time of waiting for their miracle. Being fruitful is being kind. Being fruitful is being loving. It's giving others the grace that we receive ourselves. Being fruitful is not reacting, but responding. It's not allowing the chaos around you to override the calm within you. The scripture says in Galatians, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. Oh, man, that's such a good scripture. In other words, keep on keeping on. Keep on believing. Keep on looking out that front door. Keep on looking with eyes of faith. Don't give up on your miracle. Don't get tired and say, you know what? It's not going to come to pass. I'm just going to give up. No, don't get weary. See, God wants to do a work. There's things that he's doing in, in areas that we don't even know about. He's working beyond He's working beyond things that we can see. He's working behind the scenes. See, during the waiting, he wants us to bear more fruit. During difficult times, he wants us to bear fruit. When all hell is breaking loose in our homes, he wants us to bear fruit. Because you know what, folks? God isn't just as, he's not just concerned about where we're going. He's concerned about who we are becoming. Let me say it again. He's not just concerned about where we're going. He's concerned about who we are becoming during this waiting time, during this time of expectancy. Do you know, sometimes I notice that that God wants to work on me in in some of the the strangest ways. (laughs) You know, maybe, maybe you can relate to this. God will put people in your path that you think they were meant to torment you. That that you think they were just sent to drive you crazy, maybe maybe they were sent to just you know just bring out the worst in you. But maybe they're there because there's something in you that you need to work on. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Could it be that there's something in you that God needs to refine, that you become a better person? Could they be that sandpaper that you need in your life to rub off the rough edges of you? <laughs> no, you might be saying, no, they are just of the devil. <laughs> no, see, 
while we are waiting, God is wanting to do a work on the inside of us. In every adversity, every opportunity, every challenge, in every hard situation that you face can cause you to become a better person, can cause you to become more like Christ, can cause you to uh, to take you to a new level with Him. See, so don't give up when while you are waiting, things just seem to get more difficult. Don't dwell on the fact that it's too hard, you can't do it, you know, you just want to give up and quit, and you shouldn't have believed for that in the first place. Y'all, with my third baby, I was pregnant, nine months pregnant, so I was about 40 weeks pregnant. I was always a, a week late on having that kid. And and so I went to the doctor on my 40-week checkup, and I had a stand-in doctor that time. My doctor was, I think he was on vacation. What's up with that? <laughs> but I went in, and, you know, he said, you're fine. Just go on home. You're not, you know, you're not dilated or anything like that. So as I went to the lobby, um, I was just about to, to go out to my car, and I had about a 45-minute drive home. And something on the inside of me said, go back and have him check you again. I thought, I am not doing that. You know, I just thought that was a crazy thought. I kept feeling that on the inside of me. And I thought, this guy is going to think I'm crazy. I just was in there. But you know what? I just did it. I knew it kept saying on the inside of me, go have him check you again. Long story short, he said, April, you are in labor. You need to go across the hall, which that was a hospital, was connected to the hospital. And and you're going to have a baby today. Y'all, I didn't feel anything. Now, this was my third kid. I kind of knew what I was doing. I kind of felt like a professional. <laughs> and so, you know, I wasn't feeling anything. No, no contractions, nothing. And I went and I got in the hospital bed and the, the nurse came and checked me and she said, you know, it'll be a little while. You're okay. And so she went out of the room and I turned on my side. And y'all, when I have babies, I am quiet. I, I don't say anything. I don't scream. I don't yell. I don't do anything. I believe in supernatural childbirth and that supernatural childbirth is in four words, epidural right there. (laughs) I believe in it. All you women who do it without, I just salute you. I think you're great. I think you're Wonder Woman. I am just not that. And so anyway, you know, I always had good deliveries. Everything was great. So the nurse went out of the room. I turned on my side and all of a sudden my water broke. And y'all, I felt pain like I've never felt before. Now, if you're having a baby, if you're pregnant, it's all going to be fine. (laughs) But y'all, it was hurting. And so a big tear went down my face and the nurse came in and she said, girl, what are you doing? And anyway, long story short, she said something to me as she checked me again that no pregnant person that's about to deliver a baby wants to hear. She said, do not push. We're not ready. I mean, the room got into chaos. Everybody was running around. They were not ready for me to have that baby. I mean, it just happened that fast in a blink of an eye. And y'all, this is the truth. I laid on that bed and I didn't have, I didn't have time for the epidural, y'all. It was just not right. (laughs) I was feeling everything. And I actually, as the room was spinning around to me and as people were in chaos, just getting everything together, I actually laid on that bed and I had these thoughts. You know what? I don't want to do this right now. This hurts too bad. I just, I don't think I can handle this right now. I just want to go home. (laughs) I want to get in the bathtub and I just want to relax and I just want to go to bed. I cannot do this. This hurts too bad. Well, guess what? I had the baby and all was well, beautiful Savannah, and everything was just fine. I, I laugh at that story now because I think I actually thought that. 
I actually thought, you know what, everybody just back away from the bed and let me go home. The pain is way too strong. Now, why do I tell you that? What you're going through right now, what you're believing for right now, it may be difficult. It may be absolutely excruciating. You may be looking for the epidural of life and you haven't found it yet. Listen to me. Hang on. Your miracle cannot be stopped. Your baby is coming to pass. Don't worry. It might be painful, but don't turn back. See, waiting is difficult, but we have to trust God even when the answer is wait. Okay, y'all, that gave me chilly willies right there. Let me say that one again. Waiting is difficult, but we must trust God even when the answer is wait. See, sometimes we're waiting on God to act, and all the while, God is looking to us to wait. See, God's not looking for our perfection. He's looking for our perseverance. And listen, folks, don't live life frustrated. Quit trying to figure out everything, why it's not working, why it's not happening fast enough. One of my favorite scriptures, I've said it to you before, Proverbs 20, verse 24, since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? Listen, we're not going to be able to understand everything. So instead of focusing on the wait, get excited about waiting. Waiting means something is coming. Be an expectant person. Live and look with eyes of faith and expectancy, believing that what you're hoping for will come to pass. Be like that prodigal son's father. Look every day with eyes of faith. Now, while you're waiting, no negative talk. Yes, I said it. No negative talk. No drama. No complaining. Remember, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. Stop complaining and start adjusting. Don't be the reason you don't succeed. Be grateful for what God has in store for you. Steve Jobs said this, if you haven't found it yet, keep looking. So listen, folks, keep looking. Get your fire back. Get your expectation back. Start believing again. Stay positive. Stay motivated. Get your hopes back up. And every single day, keep looking for your miracle. Good things come to those who wait. And remember this, something good is going to happen to you today. <music>